What is up, bros? Welcome to the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we promise we'll have a new intro next week. <laughs> so he says. So I say. Um, but until we actually figure out what the hell we're doing with that, um, this week on the podcast, all right, I mean, I guess we can still like talk. I'm I'm Caleb. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, I jacked this up. I, 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 like, royally screwed this up. Oh. Anyway, I'm Caleb. <laughs> and I'm Jonathan. And this week on the podcast, we are talking about one new item in 4K Spotlight and then getting straight into our breakdown of Pixar's Light. It's Pixar, right? Yeah. That's right. Oh, my God. I know. I saw the movie this, like, today, and I, I, I'm like, I swear I saw the lamp, but I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> And I know if I say Disney's Lightyear, like I would catch shit for it. So. Even if you said Disney Pixar's Lightyear, that's fine. But like, yeah, but I did that. Like, I think I did that with Frozen Two. I said Disney Pixar's oh. uh, Frozen Two, oh, yeah. and you're just like, um, excuse you. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's just Disney. <laughs> uh, how do you? Know? It's, it's okay. <laughs> Whatever, I forgot. <laughs> Anyway, you forget it's a Toy Story spinoff. Whatever, forget you. Anyway, so that's what you guys can look forward to this episode. So with that, let's say we get right on into it. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brucker Nurse, and I want to tell you about my fun horror movie podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. On my show, I like to have fun dissecting out what makes a horror movie scary, what worked for it, what didn't, what types of fears does it play off of. Is it an allegory for any sort of message? I don't know, but let's find out. Also, I like to watch slashers. I'm a big slasher guy, so I'll watch a slasher and do a kill grade for it. I will cover the kills and I will tell you how I would grade it based on shock, method, style points, and a fourth category that is a reflection of the movie. Besides those, I'll have fun with special topic episodes, commentary tracks, interviews with guests, including some Shutter directors, so i just like to have a fun time over here. If any of this sounds interesting to you or you just want to come check me out, please head over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere they listen to podcasts and search for Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Also be sure to find me on Instagram, at Brucker Horror, where you get fun updates and some cool little posts that I do. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you get to enjoy the show, and I'll see you on Instagram. Bye. Alrighty, first up in 4K Spotlight. Uh, we got one new movie coming out. Uh, Rose, do you want to tell us all about this one? I would love to. Um, so, I don't know if anyone actually saw this movie, because I don't think... Well, no, I'm sure a lot of people did. It just didn't perform that well at the box office. But, uh, the third Fantastic Beast film is coming to 4K and Blu-ray. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And Shocker, we're also getting some exclusives with it. Um, so first off, we have the Target exclusive, um, which... What what does the Target exclusive come with? So this is just a Bare Bones Blu-ray exclusive. I hate that they do this. I wish that they would do this with, with 4Ks, not Blu-rays, but whatever. So it's a 16-page Newt's Journal booklet with Beast sketches and more. Sounds fun. Sounds super fun, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
and then uh we have the um so apparently walmart is like now getting into like doing box sets for warner brothers movies because they did it with the batman too um but i mean that one was badass the batman one um so but they're doing that with the secrets of dumbledore as well um and it's just a limited edition collectible newt's case with pop-up that's actually pretty cool that is that does sound pretty cool yeah um I'm sure, I think the last, what was it, the 4K, when they did this for the Batman, the 4K was 40 bucks, and then um, the uh, regular uh, Blu-ray uh, was 35 for this exclusive. So that's actually really cool that they're offering it on both Blu-ray and 4K for the Walmart exclusive. Um, and then uh, we'll also be getting a 4K Steelbook. Um, and this one is actually really, I feel this one's actually pretty cool. Um, it's actually, as far as I know, the pre-orders are actually already sold out, which like amazes me, but I really didn't plan on getting this because I don't have the first two on Steelbook. I only have them on just regular Blu-ray. Um, so it would have just been out of place and they're expensive now. <laughs> um, I can't find them for under 80 bucks oh, each. Damn. Yeah. I'm not paying that for Fantastic Beasts. Don't get me wrong, I, I like these movies, but I don't like them that much. Um, so, I mean, I'll just be picking up when I actually do, just like a bare-bones 4K release of this film. But the Steelbook is actually really cool because it's... Uh, so it has Hogwarts in the background, and then it has a phoenix feather uh, on fire uh, flowing through the air. Flying through the air, not flowing through the air. Wow. Um, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Uh, pre I actually really like that steelbook, but like I said, I don't need it. Well, and I can't even get it now because you know, pre-orders are sold out. Um, and then, well, apparently there might be a second Target exclusive. Or wait, no, that's the same. Wait, I guess they're wait. Are, it looks like they're also doing a 4K of the uh Target exclusive. I mean, it doesn't show a picture, but it says that they are. Weird that they wouldn't have an image for that. Wait a damn. Okay, I hate. Sorry, I hate when they do this. <laughs> All right, this is the first time I'm seeing it. So they say Fantastic Beasts: Secrets of Dumbledore, 4K Blu-ray, Target exclusive, with Newt's Journal, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital HD. So they're saying, oh, it's the 4K Blu-ray, but no, it's still it's the same one. Hmm. So it's not. There's not a 4K version. Damn it! I'm sorry, guys, to let you down. Um. But yeah, so if you guys want to pick up Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, you got quite a selection to choose from when it comes to just regular release and uh, exclusives. Um, and then also, I forgot to mention that uh, Firestarter, uh, that new movie with uh, Zac Efron, also uh, drops on Blu-ray this Tuesday. Nice. Dude, I don't know if there's ever been a week where you've been able to get all of the 4Ks in the list yeah, before we start. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shut up. <laughs> oh. Well, that's why we love you. Don't anyway. you judge me. <laughs> well, cool. Well, with that being our only news item this week, uh, we can move on to this week's headliner, where we break down Pixar's Lightyear.
Alrighty, like I said, we'll be breaking down the newest Pixar movie, Lightyear. Um, so if you are new to our breakdown system, we have broken movies up into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros letter grade. And the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up in our algorithm and spit out a letter grade for us to look at. Uh, so with that, starting off with story, Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you. So do yourself a favor, go check out Lightyear first and then come back and give this a listen. Um, so if you listen past this point, it's your own damn fault if the movie spoiled for you. So, um, so I just want to point out in this first sentence, it literally uh, puts away or like puts I feel to rest all of the people that say, "Oh, um, the movie's nothing like you know, like the uh, animated show. It doesn't have like all these certain characters, you know, yada yada yada." It's not. It says to be. <laughs> exactly. It says, a framing device explains that in 1995, a young Andy Davis saw Lightyear, the film that inspired the Buzz Lightyear toy line. Inspired. That means that, yeah, they took some of the characters that were in this movie, mostly just Buzz Lightyear. Um, but This you know, brings they... up so many questions for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, if this is the movie, because they sh- they gave us that... So they gave us that little title, like, this is the movie that inspired, like, the Buzz Lightyear toy line, right? Yeah. And then right after that, they start playing Pixar credits, or, like, introduction. Does that mean that Pixar exists within the Pixar universe? Now, why you gotta (laughs) fake it to it like that? And also, was this... Was Lightyear an animated movie, or was it a live-action movie? I'm going to assume that it was an animated movie, because no, no, no offense to Buzz Lightyear, but no one has his shape of head. Well, think about in the Pixar universe. So, like, from Andy's perspective, was this a live-action movie? God damn it. Right? I hate you. I like to think of it as animated. Yeah, but then, like, would Andy believe that he's animated? (laughs) Why are you putting these thoughts into my head, you son of a bitch? Dude, I didn't bring these thoughts up. Lightyear brought these thoughts up. It's freaking insane to think about, right? Freaking hurts your head. You know what everyone wished, and I agree... Uh, that one of the post credit, or sorry, well, no, this doesn't spoil anything. Um, that one of the post credit scenes, or even if the only post credit screen was literally it, like panning back to Andy, just like in awe after seeing the movie in the theater. That would have been that, great. That would have been dope. Yeah. What the hell, Pixar? You you're like capitalizing. Oh yeah, this is the movie that Andy saw in 1995. I feel that we should have seen a clip of Andy being in like absolute. Him being absolutely mesmerized by what he just saw and be like, "Yeah, mom, um, can I get a Buzz Lightyear for my birthday?" 
That would have been sick. Or even do it with like Andy Andy showing his kids this, that movie. Oh, that would have been sweet. Right? Oh. Well, but unfortunately, no. <laughs> no, no, in Pixar's universe, Andy Andy's book is closed. That would have been a great way to kind of like not fully open it, but kind of like a quick like, hey, open open shut. <laughs> I still want to see the uh, Disney Plus um, little short where uh, Andy comes back to Bonnie's house and just like, hey, where's all my toys? Especially Woody. Yeah. About dude. that. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. Not Well, no, all the other toys are with her. Sorry. No, him just asking, hey, so where's Woody? About that. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Anyway, got off a, yeah. got off track a little bit there. <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, we're still talking about the movie, so it's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Buzz Lightyear, a space ranger in Star Command, and his commanding officer and best friend Alicia Hawthorne, explore the hab- habitable planet Takani Prime with their new recruit, Featheringham Stan. <laughs> You know, I can understand why he just called him the rookie. I get it. Yep. They are forced to retreat to their exploration vessel after discovering that the planet hosts hostile life forms. Buzz damages the vessel during the retreat, forcing the crew to evacuate in order to conduct repairs and continue their continue their journey. One year later, the crew have constructed a a nascent colony along with the necessary infrastructure to conduct repairs. Buzz volunteers to test hyperspace fuel, a key component of the repairs. However, after a four-minute test, he finds that four years have passed on Takani Prime due to the effects of time dilation from having traveled at... Wow. Why is this word so hard, mate? Relativistic... I think that's the word. Jeez, I'm going to have to Google this for you. (laughs) Shut up. Relativistic (laughs) speeds... Um, Buzz is introduced to Sox, a robotic feline, and continues testing the hyperspace fuel. With every test, four more years pass on Takani Prime until eventually over 62 years have passed. During this time, the colony develops. Alicia raises a son with her wife, Kiko, subsequently dying of old age, and Sox improves the fuel's composition, allowing it to obtain faster-than-light speeds. Against the orders of his new commanding officer, Commander Burnside, Buzz uses this new fuel composition for a successful hyperspace test. Upon landing, Buzz discovers 22 years have passed, during which Takani Prime has been invaded by Zyklops robots led by the mysterious Zerg. Buzz meets up with the members of the colony's defense forces, including Izzy Hawthorne, Alicia's now-adult granddaughter, Mo Morrison, a fresh, naive recruit, and Darby Steele, an elderly paroled convict. While initially reluctant to work with them, Buzz eventually warms to them. Together, they plan to attack Zerg's ship and destroy the invading force. Following an encant... Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like I almost said Encanto. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that white. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, sorry. Uh, following an encounter... An <laughs> following an encounter, Zerg abducts Buzz, bringing him aboard his ship, where he reveals that he is an older Buzz 
Burns from an alternate timeline in which he escaped from Burnside's forces after the successful hyperspace test. Aided by the effects of time dilation, he traveled to the far future, encountering a technologically advanced and abandoned vessel. He assumed Zerg's identity by wearing his signature mecha suit and traveled to the now present to obtain more hyperspace fuel from Buzz in order to travel further back in time and prevent the exploration vessel excuse me, uh, prevent the exploration vessel from landing on Takani Prime in the first place. However, Buzz refuses due to the implications of the possible temporal paradox that would result from such actions, which would wipe out the current timeline and everyone from it. Meanwhile, Izzy, Moe, Darby, and Sox board Zerg's ship to assist Buzz. After a chaotic assault on the ship, Buzz and his comrades in arms destroy the ship and escape. However, Zerg, having survived his ship's destruction, arrives and attacks Buzz, grabbing the hyperspace fuel. As Zerg prepares to destroy him, Buzz shoots the fuel, causing it to explode and, and incapacitate Zerg. With the fuel gone, Buzz wishes to stay on Takani Prime. Upon landing, Burnside arrests Buzz, but relents, allowing Buzz to revive the Space Ranger corpse. Corpse. Mm. Dude, I'm fired from this. Like, I just want you to let you know that. I'm fired. I, I can't read a simple Pixar storyline. Buzz selects Izzy, Moe, Darby, and Sox to form the core of this organization, much to Burnside's surprise. Buzz and his team are then sent off to a new adventure in parts unknown. In a post credit scene, Zerg is revealed to have survived the explosion. There we go. <clears throat> I made it. <laughs> um. All right, just t- kind of taking off in, in story. Are you going to infinity and beyond? <laughs> so this one's tough for me because it's like the premise for this is is pretty solid. Like it's like I I still kind of have like fresh eyes on this movie. So I mean I'm trying to not be as like oh my gosh that was so good <laughs> even though it that, was that's fair. Like I, I had an amazing time watching this movie. Oh, I did too. Um, I actually saw this movie twice. Um, did you really? Yeah. Well, cause uh, so I saw it uh Saturday, and then I really wanted to see it next day, so I went and saw it Monday. Noise. Yeah. Although both freaking times there was someone up up front of me playing on their freaking phone a couple times during the movie. I hate I don't know people. Why you, like every i don't know what it is literally ever since like covid and not covid ended but ever since like you know like uh things have like started to kind of get back to normal and like you know everything's kind of like more relaxed yada 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 every single time i go to the movies it feels like someone pulls out their phone in front of me my 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 experience is always somewhat ruined it's never been perfect ever ever since uh um god when we started going back to the movies Dude, I'm so over movie theaters. <laughs> I'm getting to there, and I never thought I would say that. I, uh, I, someone did like I. Someone did pull their phone out during my viewing today. Um, the only thing that kind of like saved my viewing a little bit in my eyes was I got to experience uh, a young kid being there. And so he was like flipping out and just having like a great time. And that was like, 
that was awesome to experience. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember with my when I first saw it on Saturday. Yeah, there were uh, so there wasn't a lot of people at both showings, but I feel there was less people at the Saturday showing. Um, but both of them were uh, dads with their uh, young sons, and I'm just like, that makes me smile. It was really sweet bringing bringing your sons to a Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, and they were actually very well behaved both times. Really. Like yeah, like ki- yeah, w- kids weren't the problem <laughs> with my uh, theater experience with this movie. Just people with their damn phones. Oh my gosh, that's funny. But yeah, so like I said, overall, like the story was, I felt it it fit really well. Like I don't think they went too crazy with the the story. Which ended up working out in its favor. Like, I felt like they could have tried to go, like, really deep and philosophical and just lots of character building and, and all this other stuff. But they they kept the story just... it's It felt pretty basic. It did, um, and I actually really liked that, too. It, I appreciated that they tried to keep this really grounded in reality. Um, whereas, like, how we talked about with, like, the beginning of them saying... Oh, you know, this is the movie that started it all, and then they branched off with creating, you know, other characters and kind of making it more not like Kitty, but like making it more like um, what's the word? Uh, not not sci no, because this is still sci-fi. Um, I don't know, but like m- more um, god damn it, whatever. Um, you know what I mean, though, right? I mean, I do. I'm not sure everyone else that's listening does. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this, though. This is the problem. You you add, you uh, add lore onto lore? No, that doesn't make sense. It's like world building? That's the word. Thank you. Yeah, you just yeah. keep adding and adding. And that's that's where, to me, I feel that's where like the animated show... Um, goes with that but this is where it it all started and they branched off from this um but yeah i had a blast with the story um the beginning i feel uh freaking capped like freaking captivates you um super super good honestly the i feel the biggest problem i have is i felt in the middle there was like a little bit of stumbling um like when they're in that room um before zerg attacks them again um, and they're just like, oh talking that about that them. mining area. Yes, and like they're like they have like the sandwich thing and everything. Yeah, that w- I don't know that the, the movie kind of hit like a uh, like a road stop for me. Um, just just a little bit. Yeah, but, I, um, I, there were some definite pacing issues there. It's just yeah. they they spent a little too much time there. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I agree, and I don't know. <laughs> Dude, after I got out of this movie, I, w- I went home and I made myself a sandwich. I don't know why I wanted Did you a really? Yeah, I did. After watching this movie, I wanted a sandwich. I did not make it how they did in this movie, though. Oh. Meat, meat on the... <laughs> no, no. Meat, meat on the top, under the bread. Or, sorry, on top of the bread. No. Ugh. That sounds gross. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, overall, really good. Um, I feel, um, I'm sure a lot of people <laughs> had a problem with uh, the whole Zerg twist. Um, with I, I didn't. 
okay. I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine too, and I really appreciated how when he came out of the the suit, Buzz is immediately like, "Dad." <laughs> but I'm glad that they didn't turn it into that. I know. I that was so happy that, that they didn't do that. That would have been such a cop out. And he's just like, "Oh no, I'm you know you from the uh, a more distant future." I'm like, "Okay, thank God." Um, yeah, and my problem though is like how like it just seems super convenient in like a weird way, like. And I know this is like ultimately a kids show, but it's or a kids movie, but like he j- he went so far in the future where technology was so advanced that he was able to somehow create a reverse hyperdrive to push himself backwards in time, and it, it seemed like the people like. He landed, and then Burnside was, like, waiting for him. It's like, like, what? <laughs> it's yeah, just, like, that's... a lot of weird shit that happened. I'm like, wait. then. I mean, I guess you can justify him being like, oh, well, Zerg was, like, attacking, so they were locked in their little base, so that's why he didn't meet them there. But at the same time, isn't it supposed to be up until the point where he gets attacked by... um? Oh my god, what's his com- uh, commander after Hawthorne? Burnside. Burnside. Uh, isn't it supposed to be the exact same timeline up until that point? So yes. why So why is it that when uh, our Buzz, I guess, or like um, young Buzz, he doesn't get, or like he isn't um, welcomed, not welcomed, I guess, or how come he is not... Um, you know what, I'm just going to say welcome. How come he's not welcomed by Burnside, but yet Old Buzz was welcomed by Burnside when he landed? My thought on that is that Burnside is locked up in the colony with the laser grid because the Zerg bots were attacking the laser grid. You know what, I think you just said that before I even before I said my sentence, so I'm sorry. Yeah, so I kind of actually just fixed my issues. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you fixed mine too. God damn it. Well, no, not God damn it. I don't know why I'm saying that. Yeah, I mean, but it makes... It does make sense. Like, and we'll get into this with character development, but it just... Seeing what that buzz went through, like, it it's understandable why, he, like, he is just so mission-focused and didn't have that, like, opportunity to grow and, like, connect with other people. Yeah. To at least not, like, he thought his only friend had, like, passed on. So it made sense that he's just like, you know what, F it, I'm going to complete this mission, and goes and does some crazy shit. (laughs) I feel that's a slap in the face to socks, but... Yeah, but, like, I think my, my big problems... With um, the Zerg persona was it just seems super convenient for him to travel so far in the future and find an abandoned ship. Like what? Yeah, (laughs) I will fully admit um, if if I if I, you know, this was like the first movie I saw as a kid. And then, you know, they uh, led into the Buzz Lightyear animated show after this movie. I would. F- I feel Zerg is more intimidating 
in the animated show than he is in this movie. I can... In the animated... I didn't watch too much of the animated show. Really? Growing up. Like... Okay, like, if you're going based off of the, like... Because um, we wa- recently watched the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command animated movie. That I'll, I'll give you that. That Zerg was pretty intimidating. Hmm. And, and, you know, I enjoyed the Zerg, don't get me wrong. Um, but it really, it was kind of weird just not hearing Zerg talk that much. <laughs> don't get me wrong, it looked cool. Um, yeah. But it... It just wasn't the Zerg that I'm used to. And I get it. You know, this is supposed to be um, how Zerg started. And then they branched off from this and made the Zerg that we know. Um, but that's my opinion. I do have a question. Did you cry? I feel you have to ask that in the Pixar movie. Ooh. Um, I'll be 100% real. I got real close. With the uh, the message that Hawthorne left for Buzz. Yeah, that, I'll fully admit I teared up. It was very sweet. Dude, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's it sucks for Buzz, because like, for him, it's only been like maybe a week worth of time. And he's seeing his friend like rapidly age. Yeah. And basically, like, experiencing her life from the outside and just, it's insane to think about. And, like, you understand his motivations because he's just so mission-focused. But I think, in, like, with someone like that, I think he was just, like, indoctrinated with the Space Ranger, like, ideal because I don't think it was really about the mission. He just wanted to, like, fix his mistake. Yeah. Which, can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> like, dude, what kind of bullshit, like, spaceship gets, like, a tiny little scratch on it and, like, stops working? It's like a, apparently all ships at Star Command. <laughs> That's so... <laughs> it was so dumb. I Like, I... I seriously like when when you see the scratch, I was just like, "Yes, they made it!" <laughs> and then like it started crashing. I'm like, "Excuse you? Why?" <laughs> it was like a tiny little scratch. I'm like, or at least it looked like it. It did, and it was just it was weird. It was super weird. Um. So it's like th- those issues that I had with it brought the story down a little bit. And like you said, the pacing issues uh, when they're at the mining colony, which I have to kind of give some writing props to that, to that scene, because like I do feel like there was some pretty decent dialogue in that, in that, yeah, there was. that area, but pacing wise it just felt so off it's like because it was go 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 and then it was like a freaking like halt yep and then back to go 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 so uh, i'm trying to think of any other like story issues like i really liked um socks oh god don't get me started with that character, because, oh my god, I loved him so much. 
he was super fun. I want a freaking socks of my own. I mean, I know I have a real life cat, um, but I I kind of want a socks of my own. Dude, I wanted to know why they were just gonna like take his cat from him. Yeah, seriously. Like, okay, cool. Like, it's it's a it's like a uh, like basically like a loneliness droid. <laughs> like, and you're just gonna go and take that from him, like freaking assholes. I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, Burnside just thought with um. Maybe Hawthorne had some, like, uh, I don't know, some, like, files installed with socks or some stuff like that. And so he didn't want uh, Buzz to find them out. I don't know. Right. Hmm. Freaking weird. Um, other than that, I really like the the team. Yeah, dude, can, um, I don't know about you, but freaking when they're all walking out at the end in like their new space ranger shoot suits i got freaking chills because i'm like oh my god we actually get to see the like because i thought um the one that we just saw in like the posters and trailers i'm like okay you know that looks really close to the toy it makes sense that you know like make it more look realistic no at the end you actually like see full on his space ranger suit looks exactly like the toy and it's oh my freaking gosh, awesome dude that is just I have so much to say about that when we get to costumes, but yes. holy shit. Freaking laser laser and all. Freaking wings. Oh. Yeah. That's I, all oh. I'm gonna say about it. <laughs> so good. Um Yeah, so not there I no, that's more of a writing thing. I was gonna say a lot of the things that Buzz was missing in this, and like what we know f- for him to ha- like th- to have from the toy, like the whole the razor or the not the razor, the laser on his wrist, the the jetpack and everything with wings, like all of that stuff. I was wondering how they were going to incorporate all of that, and they did it with such. F- like finesse like it's just like hey laser or wrist mounted laser or that buzz was using and it was just like a some uh old equipment yeah that he kind of like jerry rigged to be like wrist mounted which was awesome to see and then the the um ejection seat turned into a freaking jet pack and when he popped out with the freaking wings dude i was like yes <laughs> like i almost wish that there was more slow-mo on that shot <laughs> dude d- doesn't he say not today zerg too yep oh that yeah that, that was just like the icing on the cake yeah i was just like this is the best <laughs> Oh, but I I love that. I love how he worked up to like the Buzz toy. The only thing that I don't think we've we got that like that I think of when I'm thinking of Buzz was the karate chop. Yeah, that's I feel that probably would have been a little hard to incorporate. Yeah, <laughs> that definitely would have been like super hard. But other than that, like they incorporated everything. 
I wish they would have gone over the buttons, dude. Because we only know, like, um, like they explained that the, the green one is, like, stealth mode, which was awesome. Like, the way that yeah. they performed stealth was sick. And I just wish, I wish we knew what the other buttons did. <laughs> yeah, and then freaking, the big red button, wasn't that, like, uh... What the hell was that called? What? Oh, it was like the surrender That's what it button, was, yeah. but it was just like an airbag system. <laughs> I'm kind of, After seeing this movie, um, I'm kind of mad that uh, my Buzz Lightyear toy as a kid didn't come with a pen in it. Dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> I should have had a pen with my Buzz Lightyear. Oh, but... I mean, overall... This was a, a story that I felt we didn't know we needed. Yeah, I agree. Like, honestly, when they first announced this, I'm just like, okay. But, like, I don't know how you guys are going to pull this off. But they Yeah, it's pretty, like, but why? Job. <laughs> yeah, but why? But they did a pretty damn good job. Yeah. So. With that, I think. I'm in the. The high 80s for sure. The story is like, is maybe the lowest thing for me. That's fair. Um, which I'm thinking like 86 maybe. Yeah, I'll go 86. Where are you at? You know what? I was going to do 85. But I think I enjoyed it just that much. So, you know what? I'm going to match you at 86. Nice. All right. So that averages out to an 86 for story. Moving on over to writing. Um, I felt like they, they did pretty good. I think uh, they did throw a lot of cheese into the dialogue. Yes. Especially with... um. The catchphrases that Buzz has, yeah. The um, they they definitely try to do um as many references as they could um to Buzz in the Toy Story films. Like even when he did the like Buzz Lightyear to Star Command, why don't they answer? I'm like, okay, you know, I love it, but at the same time, that felt like a little forced. Yeah, I'm like freaking cringy. <laughs> I did love though the scene where he's like he is talking to, you know, uh, the um, oh my god, whatever the hell it's called, um, the mission log. Thank, you, sorry, um, and then freaking Hawthorne like interrupts her him, and she's just like, you know, no one listens to those, right? And he's just like, I know that, but you know, it helps keep me focused. <laughs> like that was a fun like justification for that. Like yeah. I I did really appreciate that and dude one thing that i thought that they were gonna do which i'm a little <sighs> okay actually it might have seemed forced is i kind of wish that something bumped his his helmet <laughs> so it opened up on that planet without them knowing if there was like air and then have him do the <laughs> thing <laughs> i feel that scene i would be like okay yeah, oh, so like too now much. that I've like now that I've talked it out, I was, <laughs> was kind of waiting on I'm sorry, it. Sorry, I'm sorry, man. Completely fair. Completely fair. <laughs> um, 
I will say one line that like I fr- I went like yeah was at the beginning when he's like uh pulling you know like trying to like get the ship to like go up and like not hit the the um uh like uh I think like the edge of a rock and the rookie's just like are you sure Buzz he's just like I'm Buzz Lightyear I'm always sure that one felt like very uh off not well, not authentic. But just like very like um, fluid, it didn't feel out of place or nothing. So like I freaking got like a huge grin when he said that. Yeah, but he never like I don't think he ever said something like that, right? Like... Uh, yes, he did in Toy Story two, uh, when they're running through the um, air vents, and uh, he's uh, and well, I mean, this is when it's not uh the re- their buzz, it's the uh, other buzz. Right. Um, and they're running through the air ducts, and I forget who asks him, because he's like, "Oh, this way," and they're just like, "Are you sure?" And he's just like, "I'm Buzz Lightyear. I'm always sure." Oh, I I completely missed that. Really? Yeah, I I didn't catch oh. that reference at all. So, oh, shit. that's a good one to know. Hmm. Oh, okay, so yeah, I really like that one. Then, um, the other stuff was like. A little funky, though. You're mocking me, aren't you? Like, I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Le- freaking, what was it? Like, the first five minutes, they, like, tried to work in, like, five different... I know. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> spread them out. <laughs> like, goddamn. Like, I swear, you have freaking an hour, 40 minutes. Like, <laughs> you could spread them out spread a little bit. Out, Shit. Yeah. And you have four freaking movies of catchphrases that you can put in. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, man. Um. So, yeah, that stuff is is something I definitely docked for. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but the stuff that I really liked was the... Um, I really dug the conversation that they were having... In the uh, the mining colony. Because they had like. They just had a bunch of like. Really good lines that hit. Buzz. Like in his character. Like how he was talking about like. Oh if. Uh, like how am I going to save you. If I'm like stuck with you guys. And. They're just like we don't need you to be like to save us we need you to come help us with this and like i love those moments i loved even the sandwich conversation like talking about the the sandwich and buzz kind of just being like really vulnerable and talking about like how he was a screw-up in uh when he was a rookie yeah like it, it all those like moments of of growth were really nice to see with a, a character that comes off as cocky as buzz does true <laughs> so i really really dug that stuff um dude chris evans was uh, was killer it was a killer choice what i told caleb literally he took away any doubt or fear I had of him playing Buzz Lightyear within the first five minutes. Because I know everyone's was just like, oh yeah, you know. I mean, and this is like really acting. So actually, you know what? I'm going to say that for acting. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, I have a lot to say about about his performance. Um, 
but yeah, dialogue-wise, I thought I felt it was pretty pretty good. There was a lot... now that I'm like talking it through, I may have lied about acting or story being my my low score. I can honestly agree with you. Yeah, with writing, because there were some lines, uh, especially from the uh, uh, Buzz's team. Um, I forget their all their names. Um, Izzy, Mo, and Darby. There were seen. There were. There was some dialogue, especially um, like when they're trying to like when that Zerg robot grabs Buzz and like he's literally walking away with them and they're trying to rescue him. I feel like the whole um how uh um oh my god uh the harpoon joke how they kept like dragging that on with how yeah um, I know he kept missing <sighs> I'm like come on like we get it he missed or he keeps missing can we move on to the next joke yeah yeah thinking about all that stuff kind of brings me down a little bit <laughs> even sorry one more thing even the fr- freaking what's the old lady's name. Darby, Darby. I feel even like her the parole thing was mentioned way too much. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, the joke. I think it was meant to be played off as funny, but it just it just fell a little short of funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I chuckled, but I didn't expect you to literally just keep adding to the joke. Yeah, like she. It wasn't even that she brought up she was a convict. It was her parole. I'm just like, okay, we get it. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Like you want to, like you want to make that that line better. Bring up that she's a convict during that fight, and then bring up that she's a convict at the very end. Perfect. And then like, like the whole conversation with Buzz, like, hey, so, uh, like, why are you a convict? Oh, I stole a a ship. And then have Buzz kind of do his whole thing, but I think it, yeah, just kind of fell short, and that's no fault of the uh, the actress. Oh no, I she feel. did great. This was just purely a writing issue. Um, trying to think of someone else. Zerg was kind of like generic. For a villain, like I, th- I feel he should have talked a little bit more. I agree. Like yeah, when he you, was old, you... Buzz. I think. Yeah, when he was old, Buzz. I, I think he talked more. But then I wish he would have been in the suit and talked, That's and fair. or given like some more dialogue because it, it just seemed like it was old Buzz gave away his evil plan, and then. Yeah, and then after that, he just kind of was, like, attacking Buzz. Yeah. Like, there was no real dialogue other than, like, the occasional, like, little line, like, I don't know. Wasn't a super memorable, like, fight. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I think some, like, some better dialogue between old and young Buzz would have helped a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh. Yeah, I talked myself, like, way down. I'm still in the 80s? I'm still in the 80s, too, but I I was thinking I was going to be in, like, the mid-80s. But I think I'm in the low 
I'm honestly like at a solid 80. Yeah, I'm like maybe a little higher than you. I'm like at an 81. Okay. All right, moving on over to acting. We have a pretty star-studded cast here. Um, so we'll just cover the, the big ones. We have Chris Evans, who voiced Buzz Lightyear. Uh, Kiki Palmer, who voiced Izzy Hawthorne. Peter Son, or Son, I'm going to say Son, uh, who Son. voiced Son. Okay, sure yep. Son. All right, Peter Son, who voiced Socks. Uh, Taika Watiti, who voiced Mo Morrison. Uh, Dale Souls, who voiced Darby Steele. Uh, James Brolin, who voiced Zerg. And then Uzo Aduba, who voiced Alicia Hawthorne. So I think those are pretty much the main main players. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, just looking. Yeah, other than that, no. Like, no one else of of note, I would say. Um, Alright, um, I would say top three, but I'm assuming Buzz is at number one for you? Yeah. Okay. So let's do top four, okay. like, knowing that Buzz is number one. <laughs> okay. Alright, um, number four... Hmm. Sorry. Man, this isn't even like difficult for me. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> not really. Okay, number number four. I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give it to uh, Dale Dale Souls who played Darby Steel. She was okay. amazing. I loved her. Uh, number three, uh, I would actually give to uh. Actually, I'm sorry. Can I change? I'm sorry. Rerun. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to actually change it because I forgot how much I loved her. Uh, number four, I'm going to actually give it to Uzo Aduba, who played Alicia Alicia Hawthorne. Absolutely loved her as this character, and her emotional moments that she had to have were amazing. Uh, number three... You know, I would actually give it to Dale Souls. Um, she was slightly above Uzo. Um, I loved her as Darby. She was amazing. Great character. Uh, number two, I would give to Peter Stone, um, who played Sox, because, oh my god, <laughs> this freaking character <laughs> is just amazing. And his voice fits it so perfectly, and I love it so much. Um and then, of course, number one, Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear. Fantastic job. Uh, an amazing um, follow or not predecessor. It's not predecessor, right? When you follow up someone, what's it called? Um, I forget the term for it. Okay, but he's he's a great follow up to um, Tim Allen. Um, who, of course, voiced Buzz Lightyear um, literally in almost everything. Um, I will say, me and Caleb uh, both agree with this, we feel that it would have been so much cooler 
Nothing against James Borland, but if Tim Allen would have done the voice for uh, Old Buzz. That would have been so good. <laughs> I don't know I, I don't know if they weren't able to get Tim Allen or they just didn't want to do that, but like I said, nothing against James Brolin because he's an amazing actor, but I just feel that's kind of a missed opportunity. Dude, it was a super missed opportunity. I was oh man. Oh um Alright. My number four um, I think I'm going to, same as you, I'm going to go with um, Uzo Aduba, who voiced Alicia. I felt like she did a really good job. She seemed to sound more natural in her, her speaking. It didn't feel like so, like, performative. Or, like, she, it didn't. it didn't feel like she was trying to play up anything. Um, my number three, I'm actually going to give to Taika Watiti. I thought Mo was a very funny character. Enjoyed hearing, uh, Taika kind of run with, with, with him, which it was kind of cool. Like, it felt like, um, it felt like they designed Mo around Taika Waititi. Dude, I thought the same thing. So I I loved I loved that little little thing that they did there. Um but yeah, I think his performance was like was really good. Hit the comedic marks like perfectly. Um and then yeah, my number 2 same as you. I'm given to Peter Sohn who voiced Socks because Socks was epic like it, he had like a perfect mixture of like heart but still sounding robotic yeah like yeah. it was it was such an interesting like thing that he was doing with his voice because there were times where he felt like he was like i said he was being very um welcoming in his voice or comforting, but never went so far where it would it sounded like comforting to where it seemed not robotic. Yeah. So really appreciated that. Um unfortunately Kiki Palmer just did not crack top four for me. And it was mainly because I felt hers came off a little like campy. Yeah, that's I can agree with that. Yeah, it's just I think animated work is really difficult to do. It is. So, yeah, that that's unfortunately all that was keeping her from there. Like she's a a, a close number 5. But I just liked Uzo a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it was her voice felt like comforting to me. I don't know what it was about her voice. Yeah, right. Or you're talking about Uzo, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? Okay, so I'm not the only one. Okay. No, not at all. Okay, cool. Um and then yeah, number 1, Buzz or Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he matched 
Tim Allen's cadence to a T. Yeah, like he threw like he threw in his like Chris Evansness, and it was usually like around when he was talking a little bit more um wholeheartedly or being a little bit more vulnerable or having some sort of emotion rather than like this stoic not quite monotone but just like you know kind of the same um, same sound. Because yeah. I, w- I wouldn't quite say that, that Buzz Lightyear has a monotone voice. It's just... Like I said, it's very stoic. I so it's always you. like talking like he's a hero. Like, almost kind of like Metro Man from Megamind. That is a great way to put it. Yeah, so... I think... Yeah, Chris Evans like nailed the the stoicness of Tim Allen damn near flawlessly, but was able to throw in his own personality, which was really nice to see. Yes. So I I personally loved his his performance. Like it was top notch. And I think like you said when you messaged me, it was like first 5 minutes like seeing the him speak as Buzz. That after that, I had no issues hearing hearing Buzz from him. It is kind of interesting though that they would choose to do this type of story with and then cast Chris Evans like the whole man out of time thing. Yes, they, they had this <laughs> planned. Yeah, so, I know. It's just like, dude, this is basically Captain America in space. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, though. And you know what? I am all for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where are you sitting acting, acting-wise? Um, really, I even, like, the lower performances, I still thought were super, super good. So I really don't have huge problems with it. So I'm going to go in 88. I am going to go a little bit lower than you, and it's purely because of everyone that wasn't Buzz, other than Socks. <laughs> Even Tyga? Like, Buzz and Socks freaking like, held this movie together. It's true. Yeah, Izzy, Moe, Darby, Zerg, like, all of them did okay with their performances. They just It just was like, it felt like they were dragging it down, just 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 a hair. That's fair. So I mean, so I think I'm down at like an. I think I'm going to like an eighty-five. Unfortunately, no, oh, it's understandable. I get it. All right. Well, that averages out to an eighty-six point five. And then I don't know if I said it for writing. Writing averaged out to an 80.5. Uh, all right, moving on over to character development. This, I felt they did a pretty good job on. Yeah, they they really did. Um, honestly, um, I loved uh, seeing Buzz Lightyear's uh, um, story arc throughout this movie. 
Um, especially the fact that, like, at the end, when, you know, he meets uh, old Buzz, and, you know, Buzz is just like, oh, hey, you know, like, I have it this way to where, you know, we can go back in time, we can reset everything to how we want it, we can be space rangers again, Hawthorne can be our partner once again, and, you know, uh, um, young Buzz is just like, yeah, but that basically takes away literally everything that she already had, her her wife, her, um, her, uh, her, um, oh my god, their child, you know, her, um, her daughter, um, just, just all this stuff, um, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, no, they had a son, didn't they? And then, um, yes, and, his, and then and the granddaughter, had, uh, that, yes, thank you, um, and so that literally just takes away everything that she, she worked really hard for, um, and the fact that, you know, Buzz chooses, you know, other people over himself with making it right for him. Um, honestly, I feel is like such a buzz move and I love it so much. Um, just, yeah, just the, the way that we we climb to that with uh, buzz at the beginning, you know, his, his main focus is wanting to finish the mission to actually get everybody home and, and just discovering along the way that, Hey, you know, maybe where I'm stuck is, it's not really stuck. I'm actually, you know, like happy where I am after I've met all of these amazing people. Um, so yeah, I, I thought it was a really good character arc and, uh, I think Pixar did a really good job. Yeah, I agree. He did. He had lots of, of growth where in the beginning he was very resistant towards working with rookies. And then, ultimately gets to the point where he only wants to work with his rookies. And it was just, it was just a sweet moment like thinking that oh I can handle it myself, I can handle it myself and then just kind of struggling with um with the feeling that he left everyone abandoned on this unknown planet and I think that was like it was a really tough thing for him to to deal with and it's it's understandable both directions that he went with um like the with the buzz that we were following versus the buzz that eventually turned into Zerg like you understand both of their perspectives like they both have this we need to complete the mission mentality but the old Buzz didn't have people in his life to connect to. So it, it kind of makes sense that he would become disconnected from what everyone else wanted or why people would be happy on this planet. Like I just I just felt it was like a super interesting story arc for, for him. And it's um I don't know. I thought it was it was really nice a really great story to tell. So gosh, that was, like now I'm just sitting in silence because it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you thinking character de- development wise? Um I can't decide if I'm either in the like high 90s, not 90s. Wow, sorry. Um, 
either low 80s or high 90s. Um, so you know what? I'm just going to meet in the middle, and I'm going to give it a 90. I'm going to give it a 91, just because I really enjoyed the the arc. I, I felt they did buzz really good justice. Absolutely so, agree. Really appreciated everything that they did with that, and it, it it kept it interesting. Like even though the story wasn't necessarily the best, the the growth that we get from Buzz made it like kind of made up for for that. Yes, absolutely agree. All right, so that averages to a ninety point five. Moving on over to effects, which in this case is animation. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> God damn. Dude, it w- was so freaking good. This is top notch. I mean, Pixar's always been top notch with animation, but I have never seen human characters look this good in a Pixar film. Like, holy shit. Dude, the, the freaking texturing that they had on everything. Like, it was so good. Like, one of the, the scenes that stood out to me was with the with the rookie. Like, at, at the beginning, when Buzz was, like, Buzz and uh, Hawthorne were running towards the the turnip. And then Buzz sees the freaking um, rookie getting taken down by these plants. And I thought it was super funny that they included the little sad eyes thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's just like ah and then runs and goes to save the the rookie but when he looks back like you could see the sweat on his face and yeah. his his helmet like kind of was like fogged up a little bit like it's just like those little details like just blew this the effects out of the water with with this like the animation was so freaking good. The freaking the way that Pixar has um improved with how they do hair, especially Alicia's hair, holy shit, looked incredible. Yeah. Do have you s- seen like their I'm I'm not sure if it's like a full-blown documentary, but what they've accomplished with that and why they feel comfortable taking on some of these more cultural hairstyles no huh like it, so they developed this technology for Encanto where they're able to get like natural curls that actually like work really well with physics and they're ju- not just like super stationary and shit so they've advanced their their hair technology to extreme degrees where before they were only able only ever able to do like straight hair now they can do curly hair and like just different styles of of hair like they're able to go through the full dynamic range that hair is it it can go through that is so badass that makes me so happy it it's so good like oh but yeah uh, alicia's hair looked incredible Uh, like all the, the the fine details in this movie was really good oh yeah um gosh i had like close to no complaints with this yeah 
Uh, same here. Like, same here. I think my only, like, real complaints was when it came to maybe certain shielding. Um, okay. Like, the, the shielding that Buzz had when he was flying past the that sun, that looked fine. But, like, the laser grid was a little, like, eh, iffy. Okay. I get where you're coming from. Um, and then some, like, the movement of some of the Zerg bots kind of felt a little iffy at times, too. Yeah, that, that yeah, I can agree with that one. Yeah, other than that... I can't really think of anything like animation wise that wasn't great. So, I mean, the stuff that I pointed out was just like super minor, but I think I'm still in like the high 90s. Oh, yeah, same here. Where where are you at? Um yeah, just for how much I love this animation. Uh, you know, I'm going to go a 97. That is actually exactly where I was at, too. Sweet. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Next up, we got music. Nothing really, like, like, don't get me wrong. The soundtrack worked with the movies, movie, but, like, there wasn't, like, any, like, tune that I was, like, humming after I got out of the theater. Yeah. Same here. Like it, the the songs that they had worked well. Um, the only one that I really even kind of noticed was the um, the Buzz Lightyear like theme song. Yeah, that's really all that I remembered. But other than that, it was just very, very basic. Like worked for the scenes. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give some props though, cause like when they enhanced the scene, they enhanced the freaking scene. Yeah. Oh, Michael Giacchino. I, I'm gonna butcher his name. Michael Giacchino. I think that's how you say his name. Um, guy does amazing with um scores, and once again, he did a great job with Lightyear. Yeah. Like this was tough. Like had had the music not worked so well with the scenes and just enhanced them as much as they did, I probably would have been about like a seven. But I think with how how well executed um, the soundtrack was used, I think I'm sitting more around an eight. I can match that. All right. Next up, we got costumes. Oh, holy shit, dude. If you had any fear that they wouldn't be able to actually pull off how the Buzz Lightyear costume looks on a Buzz Lightyear action figure by the at the end of this movie, because it doesn't happen until the end, all of your fears will just be blown away. Dude, holy, even, oh my god. Gosh, when so the suit, like the like the first suit that he gets in or that he's seen in, like just that suit alone, and like throughout the like basically the entire freaking movie, felt 
so good. Like, it felt like something an astronaut would actually wear. Absolutely. They did a great job making the Buzz Lightyear uh, spacesuit realistic. Yeah, it... it. Oh my gosh, I can't even talk about how well it freaking worked out. And they incorporated all of the freaking different aspects to the Buzz Lightyear toy so, so well. Like, turning the freaking, uh, the red button into, like, an emergency switch. Like, absolute genius. Like, especially, like, since he didn't have, like, a jetpack attached to his suit until, like, the very end. Um... Yeah, that was a stroke of genius. The three buttons. I wish we would have learned what the buttons do. Yeah, um, we only learned about one, right? Just the stealth button, not the other two. Yeah. Um, and being able to see that the helmet isn't just a a helmet for oxygen. It also serves as like a, a heads-up display. Yes. Like, that was awesome. Like, I, I noticed, like, in the background... Whenever he had the helmet on and it was like zoomed up close on his face, you could see like uh, numbers and stats and different shit. Or like when he was walking uh, towards the ship and then behind him, you could see like Izzy, Moe, and Darby. Like it showed the names and everything up in the on the display, and I'm like, that is so freaking cool. <laughs> so I I loved that. Um. Gosh. Yeah, all of that was freaking awesome. And so satisfying when he, like, got back into the suit. Oh, yeah. And I love that they used the different colors for Moe and Darby. I think it would have looked, like, kind of like, eh, whatever, when with the different colors. Or with the same color. Like, if they were all yeah. in green, I think, like, eh. I mean, it worked at the end of the movie because I feel that's yeah. that's a straight up nod to the um, the animated show. Oh yeah, straight up. Um, but I really appreciate like the uh, the other colors because oh, that's yeah, they, they I feel great. like that's it's like I know it's kind of more or less ripping off like Star Trek, like the those like colors of like rank and stuff, but. That's how I would feel they would actually distinguish between ranks or positions. Like, I think they would do yeah. it based off of color. I agree. So, love that. And then, the final suit, dude. Chef's kiss. Right. Oh, so good. So good. I love that they added, like, the carbon fiber... Uh, it looks pattern. so shiny. It was so good. <laughs> like, it was the carbon fiber green. Like, everything was, like, super bright colored. And then they were, like, walking. And then they, like, you see the freaking jetpacks with the wings and everything. And you're just, oh. Just. Could that have gotten any better? No, I don't think it could have. Uh, I think, like, I had no issues with the Zerg bots. I think my only issue was with Zerg it himself, but that was so minor. <laughs> Fair enough. Like they'll like my only thing was like, okay, Zerg's just like a little too big. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. 
Like, I felt like it would have been... You probably could have gotten away with it not being a mech. Yeah. True. It did make him intimidating when he was, like, right next to the the Z-Bots. And, he, like, how big he was, but... Eh. Like I said, <laughs> super minor issue. Yeah. Um. Other than that... I don't have any issues. I got nothing. So I think, unless I'm like misreading your reaction, I think I know exactly what we're given costumes. A ten? Hell yeah! Okay. Are you? Were you? Were you thinking nine? No, I was thinking ten, but I just wanted to make sure that I was reading you right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, perfect ten for costumes because it was animators or whoever like designed this. Freaking! I hope you get all the raises. Yes. All right. Last up, we got our own personal score. So where, where are you sitting? All right. Overall, this was a great origin movie. Uh, I had a blast, pun intended, um, with this one. Um, I didn't think that we needed this movie, but it turned out that they actually wrote a very good script around it, and it makes sense that this is where the whole like Buzz Lightyear thing started, and then when it came to like expanding on the universe, um, this you know this is where it started, and then they just went branched off from this. Um, Chris Evans was amazing as Buzz Lightyear. Um, great cast overall. Animation was oh my god, just incredible. Um, so, overall, yeah, just for how much I enjoyed this movie, I'm I'm gonna go a solid ninety. Uh yeah, I friggin' spoiler alert! I'm going with ninety as well. Hell yeah. I had an absolute blast with this movie. It hit all of my like inner childhood needs <laughs> in like the best way possible. And it was it was so much fun. Like you completely understand at the very at the end why Andy would be obsessed with Buzz Lightyear. Like I told you after I saw this movie, I wanted to go buy a Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It, it's just, like that's that's what you want out of it. It's it's it was so much fun, and it like I said, it was such a surprise of a movie. I didn't have super high hopes for this movie until like some of the trailers started coming out, and I'm like, eh. like I almost had no interest seeing this movie. I mean, I knew I was going to see it just because it's the Toy Story. Yeah, I knew I was going to see it eventually. I didn't think I was going to be like opening weekend or. Or anything, even though technically it still wasn't, but that's because I work eh, on weekends. Te- <laughs> Opening week, yeah. Um, like I thought I was going to, I was going to wait until it came out on Disney Plus to watch it. Like I, that's how little interest I had when it got announced. And then once they started revealing a little bit more, I was like, okay, I'm, I, I can get behind this. I can get behind this. And thinking, like, okay, I'll go see it in theaters. And then it, yeah, this blew me away. This absolutely blew me away. 
we still have i feel we definitely need to watch this on vr with the whole like you know how, like they have like that space. oh straight up yeah oh that's gonna look so cool oh that'd be the best <laughs> dude i'm so down for that Sweet. i'm so down He's got to wait till it comes to Disney Plus so you can actually get a good copy of it. Yeah, for real. All right, so yeah. Uh, like I said, giving it a 90, which averages us out to a 90. And with that, that concludes this week's breakdown. And the final All Bros letter grade for Lightyear has come to a B+. Hell yeah. Yeah, it a really, really strong B plus. It is yes. not far away at all from being an A minus. That makes me happy. Yeah, so let's see where it's where it's sitting at. Alrighty. So Lightyear sitting at a B plus. Which is at a, an 89.43%. Yeah, so it's it's up there. So that puts it below the Matrix Revolutions, which is at an 89.53. Puts it below Black Widow, which is at an 89.62. Uh, puts it below Better Watch Out, which is at an 89.72. Puts it below Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is at an 89.75. And then puts it below De Five Bloods, which is at an 89.8. All right. Yeah. And then going the opposite direction, um, puts it above Ready or Not, which is at an 89.40. Uh, puts it above our original Spider-Man Far From Home score, which is at an 89.35. Uh, puts it above Black Panther, which was at an 89.34. Uh, puts it above Knives Out, which was at an 89.31. And then finally puts it above Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which is at an 89.25. Not bad at all. Yeah. Definitely not bad. And like most of our B-plus movies, the margins here are really freaking tight. <laughs> like, I don't even know how many movies you have to go down to get like a full percentage away. Damn. Yeah, like you have to go down... 11 movies before you get a full percentage. Holy shit. Yeah, and then going up. Yeah, going up you have like a lot. Like it's the mo it's like the same thing. 11 movies before you even get to like a full percentage. Here, I want to try something real quick. Alright, so just for shits and giggles, to get a full percentage away from Lightyear going up, you have to go 
up 16 movies. Holy shit. And that is cracking like A minus territory. God damn. That's that's one percent. That is a one percent difference. Seventeen or sixteen movies fall in that category. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. So like the so it's it's crazy. So it's light year and nineteen seventeen are 1% difference from each other. Okay, wow. So, I love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, that concludes this week's breakdown. Um, if you like this episode, want to check out more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we are basically everywhere. You can catch all of our episodes, um, on YouTube, which we actually had a, uh, a comment on a, our, a YouTube video. One that was like an actual comment and not like a, Hey, promote this on here. Shit. Okay. Yeah. And it was actually like a pretty, so kind of a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. Um, you remember how we were saying that the uh, relationship between Maverick and Penny Benjamin was kind of like out of the blue? Yes. So they actually pointed out that Penny Benjamin was the Admiral's daughter that was referenced in the first Top Gun. Oh, that makes a lot more sense now. Right? Well, thank you. Whoever pointed that out, that yeah. makes me like the movie more now. Yeah, it, it helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a lot because we didn't see Penny Benjamin, but still, like, yeah, well, still loved it. Um. Anyway, so yeah, you can catch our episodes on YouTube. You can follow us on social media if you want to hit us up with an episode idea. Want to join us for an episode? Like, we'd love to take anyone on uh we are on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok all at the all bros uh you can email us at the all bros channel gmail.com if you so choose or go to our website which is tinyurl.com forward slash the all bros where you can find links to everything that we do and i recently updated our settings so now everyone can see our episode art <laughs> hey yeah dude that was the the thing that was bugging me the most about uh going on spotify because like i like i said i freaking make these special for the episode and so when you can't see them it really pisses me off you know what fair enough I, i i can understand why yeah so hopefully you should be able to see them on itunes now and um and Spotify, and basically just everywhere else. So hopefully that's the uh, that's the case. But I I try to fix it. <laughs> um. Anyway. So yeah. Uh. Next week we will finally be breaking down the bad guys. Two months later. 
two months later. <laughs> I don't even know how long it's been since we. No, it's only stuff. been a few weeks. Okay, a few. Because we were supposed to break it down when I talked with DJ. So that was, so two weeks ago, three yeah, if you're counting. Right. Yeah, if you count this week, it's three weeks. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we'll finally be breaking down the bad guys, so you guys can look forward to that next week. And until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next time. Deuces. So long. Freaking cracky there. Uh, Just a little bit.